Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. That's a really good segue into our scripture uh, today. Um, If you received a bulletin, um, it's just a short scripture. Uh, But I would like to read um, from Psalm 119, and if you're familiar with Psalm 119, uh, you will know that it's like the longest chapter um, in the Bible. Um, I have really enjoyed the Psalms uh, during this Corona time. Um, I've talked about it before, uh, where where I've said, keep calm and pray the Psalms. And uh, that's from a friend of mine in Vermont. And um, I get to Psalm 119, and I'll be honest with you, the first time I read it, I kind of got lost. It's almost 200 verses. I just was like, whoa, this is a long chapter. Uh, But I really kind of started seeing a theme in it. And the theme was about uh, God's laws, his instructions, his commandments, his decrees, his precepts, his instructions. And uh, so what I did was I took Psalm 119, And anywhere it talks about his instructions, his commandments, his decrees, his laws, his precepts, um, I took that verse and I copied it here. So this is like 50 verses of the 200 verses of Psalm 119. It's going to be on your screen. I'm going to read them. I encourage you to follow along. I don't know about you, but maybe it's just where I am in my life or what's going on in my life. But when I read these out loud like this... It is really powerful. So my prayer is that it's just as powerful for you. Like I said, it's kind of jumping around here in Psalm 119. uh, But here it goes. Psalm 119. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. I will obey your decrees. Please don't give up on me. I have rejoiced in your laws as much as I rejoice in riches. I have studied your commandments and reflect on your ways. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truth in your instructions. Your law pleases me. They give me wise advice. I told you my plans and you answered. Now teach me your decrees. Help me understand the meaning of your commandments. And I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Give me understanding and I will obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the paths of your commandments. For that is where my happiness is found. My suffering was good for me. For it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. You made me. You created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commandments. I know, O Lord, that your regulations are fair. You disciplined me because I needed it. Your regulations remain true to this day, for everything serves your plans. I will never forget your commandments, for by them you gave me life. Oh, how I love your instructions. I think about them all day long. I have refused to walk on the evil path, so that I might remain obedient to your word. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey, 
I've promised it once and I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. Your laws are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. I am determined to keep your decrees to the very end. Give discernment to me, your servant, that I will understand your laws. Your laws are wonderful. No wonder I obey them. The teaching of your word gives light, so even the simple can understand. Guide my steps by your word, so that I will not be overcome by evil. Your laws are perfect and complete and trustworthy. Your promises have been throughout thoroughly tested. That is why I love them so much. Your justice is eternal, and your instructions are perfectly true. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Your laws are always right. Help me to understand them so I may live. I pray with all my heart, answer me, Lord. I will obey your decrees. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my full hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. In your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. Let me be revived by following your regulations. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. I long for your rescue, Lord, so I have obeyed your commandments. I have obeyed your laws, for I love them very much. Yes, I obey your commandments and the laws because you know everything I do. Let praise flow from my lips, for you have taught me your decrees. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. Give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commandments, O Lord. God, I know for me as a young man who, I like my way, God. I like it. I don't really like regulations and rules and instructions and commands. Lord, David wrote so beautifully that he loves your instructions. He loves your commands. He loves to obey your word. For in them he finds joy. He finds life. He finds happiness. He finds freedom. God, when I'm honest, what I desire in life is joy, happiness, freedom, and life. And Lord, you have promised in your word that those come when we obey your word, when we obey your your regulations, your commands, your rules, your laws, when we follow your plan. So Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit that we might fall in love with your decrees, with your laws, your instructions, and follow according to your word. Thank you for giving it to us, that we might have it in full print, we might have it online, that we might have it you know, in our hand, that we can read it. Thank you. To your name we pray. Amen. Well, we've been talking about homegrown faith. And, you know, all these concepts are great. Prayer, fasting, reading God's Word. Um, you know, but if we don't obey them, or if we don't obey God's Word in carrying them out, 
you know, obedience is is really key. And it is a difficult one for me, you know. Um, Drew talked about it. I think Nathan talked about it. We learn a lot from our kiddos from parenting. And one thing I've noticed about my my kiddos is when I have a rule or a, a, a law or something that I've asked them to do that they don't really want to do, they're great. They've learned from me. They're salesmen. They'll do something else that they know I like in hopes that that will appease me that they don't have to do what I've asked them to do. So, you know, one of my kids, you know, I might ask them, hey, you know, um, I want you to clean your room or, hey, I I, I need you to do uh, some firewood today or, you know, you need to weed the garden or, you know, you really need to get your homework done or something. And uh, I found sometimes that a kid might come to me and be like, hey, dad, I made you this cup of coffee the way that you really like it. Oh, that's that's great. Thanks for my cup of coffee. Still want you to go pick up the yard or pick up your room or do the firewood, you know, or, oh, hey, dad, you know, I brought you this, your favorite chips. I brought you these bag of chips. Oh, that's really kind. I'm not really eating chips right now. It's 830 in the morning, but, um, and I've got my coffee that you gave me, but I don't really need chips, you know. And, and it's kind of comical to me being a father watching my kids do this. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't they see that I can read right through this? But when I, it's a riot. We do the same thing as adults, right? So like we, a lot of times, you know, God asks us specific things. Jesus asks us specific things uh, in, in, in the word. And so Jesus has a lot of commands. Let me go over some of Jesus' commands. I want to start off with a doozy. Uh, no, actually, I'll start off one that I think is, is, is relatively cool. Uh, love one another. John chapter 13, 34 through 35. Jesus' words are, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You must love one another. That's a commandment to love one another. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a really hard time loving my brother and my sister. Um, I have a hard time with that. And uh, sometimes I think I can say to Jesus, hey, you know, I served the church by playing music or getting a sermon ready, or I, you know, I brought food, or, you know, I did something, you know, and, and all along Jesus is just like, hey, did you love your brother? Did you love your sister? You know, the one that I sent to talk to you and you were too busy to talk to, or the one that I sent to talk to you and, and you ignored them because they say the same thing to you over and over and over again, and so you just didn't give them the time of day, Marcus, because you, you just don't, you don't have the patience to listen to them talk to you again? Did you love that, brother? Hey, that's really great that you sang that song for me, Marcus. It's really cool that you, you know, led a really fun and frivolous prayer in front of a bunch of people, but... Did you, did you love on that person that I sent by your office? Did you love on that person that I sent by the store? Did you love on that person that I sent walking by your house that just, you know, you didn't have time for because you were busy doing whatever you were doing? Like, see how quickly we can do that? You know? This next one's a super doozy that Jesus gave us. You know? It says Matthew 5, 44 through 45. Jesus says this, Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you, so that you might be called my kids, the kids of my Father in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends his rain on the just and the unjust. Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. You might say, well, geez, I was doing pretty good loving one another. You know, I really enjoy loving my brother and my sister, you know. 
But Jesus also says, he's like, if you're loving your brother and your sister, what more are you doing than others? Everyone kind of does that. But can you love your enemy? Can you pray for the one who persecutes you? I mean, I know everyone knows this. There has been a lot of heat on social media lately. A lot of heat. And people just can get really quick to get all into some thought or whatever or are really against it. What is crazy right now is it doesn't seem to be the normal party lines right now. This thing seems to be all over the place. But people get heated really quick. And I, I know what I can tell you. I get heated really quick about certain things, you know. Um, and what what is that? You know, and, and can I walk away from somebody that I feel is my enemy or somebody I feel like that is persecuting me and can I pray for them? How much time do I spend in prayer for the people that I find extremely annoying or extremely offensive or really frustrating to be around? How much time do I spend praying with them? That's a command from Jesus. It's a command from Jesus. And uh, if you got the bulletin, um, one of Jesus' words from, the, from John, I believe it's in chapter 12, it's pretty simple. It just says, if you love me, then you'll obey my commandments. It just says, sign, Jesus. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Signed, Jesus. Here's what I think is crazy about Jesus' commands, man. I look at my own household, right? I'm going to be vulnerable with you for a minute here. I watch Heidi's commands for my kids, and I can tell that a majority of Heidi's commands for our kids are for their good. Now, she's human, so some of her commands aren't for their good. I have to be honest, when I really look at my commands for my kids, many a times my commands are out of selfishness. It's out of me wanting my own time or my own space or my own food or my own way or I'm trying to control the situation. You know, my commandments in my household are for me or for my, you know, for my, either my joy or my comfort or my peace or whatever it is. And I'm not taking in consideration my kids. And that's really difficult. And I've had a lot of conversations with my kids about that because I, I believe it's, it's, it's giving them the wrong impression about God. It's giving them the wrong impression about Jesus because what happens is then you look at scripture and you're like, oh, Jesus has all these commands. And my dad, all of his commands were for him. So Jesus' commands, God's command, he's just a cranky old dad who doesn't let you get away with anything. And he just wants his peace and his time and all of God's rules are for him. Not at all. Our Heavenly Father is perfect. His Son, Jesus, is perfect. And though he says his commands are for his good, it is his good that we ultimately need as a human race. That we ultimately need as an individual. It is, it is his order, his decrees, his precepts, his instructions, his commands, his, his way, his rule. David nailed it. The writer of Psalms nailed it when he says, I have fallen in love with your law. For you, God, have given me understanding. You have opened my eyes to the wonder of your rule, of your way, of your path. You've opened the eyes to the wonder of your commandments and your instructions. Oh, how I pray that that happens for me. How I pray that it happens for you. That the Holy Spirit would fill you and open your eyes 
to how God's commandments, how Jesus' commandments bring life, bring joy, bring happiness. The enemy would love for nothing else than for you to believe that God's rules are lame, they're outdated, they don't make sense, that that they aren't for you and you're good, they're only for God. I mean, that's his original lie when he came to the garden and said, he said that you couldn't eat from this tree because it would make you like him. He knows something that you don't know. That is actually true. God does know a lot that we don't know. And that's why he has the rules that he has. Because he's God. And you have to come down to want to believe he's real, and then you got to follow his rule, and you only follow his rule when you believe he's good. It's when he, when we fall in love with him, it's when we are filled with, with a peace that passes all understanding because in our heart of hearts, despite our circumstances, despite what's going on around us in the world, we have put our faith in, in believing that God is good. And it is when we come to that restful place, led by the Holy Spirit, through God's word, by creation, through the voice of reason and friends, but you know, from God using people, it's when we come to that place in our heart of hearts and say, no, I am going to reject the lie that you are bad, I'm going to reject the lie that you don't care about me, and I'm going to embrace the truth that you are good, that you are great, and that your laws bring life, that your rules bring joy, that your commandments bring freedom. And it is then where you are set free. There's this beautiful one that I did not read from Psalm 119 because I wanted to, 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 to leave it out because it, it, it's what actually got me on this kick. I was reading down through, uh, um, I actually got this really cool Psalms book. It's a lo- large letter edition, just the Psalms. I wanted just that so I could carry it on the trail with me last year. And, um, and, it, and it says this in its, in, in, in its translation in Psalm 119 verse 32. It says this. I run in the path of your commandments, for you have set my heart free. I don't know about you, but I am not a rule follower. And when rules are given and pressed upon me, especially when I think the rule's lame, or I think it's dumb, or I think it doesn't make sense, or I think it's not well thought through, boy, it does not feel like it gives my heart freedom. It feels like it gives the opposite. And what happens is we take those experiences in our lives, we take that rebellion that's in every single one of us. Every single one of us is a rebellious kid. Come on. Admit it. Yes, even you, mom, you perfect ones out there. You moms are awesome, but there's a rebel in every mom out there. I know it. And, and, and we, we have this resistance to God's way, God's rule, God's path. You know, and, and if I was to incorporate it, this into a Mother's Day sermon, it'd be this, that you see this in our household. Our kids have a natural resistance against our rule, our way, and our house. And the same is exactly true for us as individuals with God, who is our Father. We have this natural bent inside of us. The scriptures call it sin. But it's this natural bent to say, no, I don't trust you. I don't believe your way is right, good. I don't believe your rules bring me joy or love or peace. No, my way does that. I'm the keeper of my own destiny. I will bring, my commandments for me are best for me. And scripture says, no, do not believe that. Do not believe that. 
Speaking of mothers, my mom was faithful in teaching me God's word. She was faithful in bringing me to the church. And the church was faithful in teaching me God's word and taught me a lot of songs. And I know uh, Drew sang this one with me the other day when we were in, 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 the, uh, in the office. So I'm about ready to take you back to Vacation Bible School, probably 1985. Well, probably not for you, but for me, 1985. Maybe for you it was 1975. I don't know when this song was made, but you can find it on YouTube. And it goes, O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E. Obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. And, and I remember singing that in, in Sunday school. I remember singing that at, at, at VBS and at Good News Club, five-day clubs. And it's still, here I am, 38, it's still with me. And obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. And I think we love to take the easy way out. And we want to show that we believe by putting a big thing up on Facebook. We want to show that we believe by making a big argument against our athe atheistic neighbor. Or we want, to, we want to show that we believe by, by being the best at breaking down the, the, the hermeneutics of God's word. Or, or, or being able to win an argument over theology. Or we want to show that we believe by, by serving the most soup kitchens or the most meals. Or, or visiting the most sick people or, or doing the most you know, heroic thing. We want to show that we believe by these by these works. But really, the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And you know, obedience is just really plain old hard. One over some ones that Jesus gave us. Love one another. Love your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. I'll give you a couple other that Jesus had. Next one, repent. It's a commandment to repent from Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Jesus said, From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There was also a commandment to believe that Jesus is the Father. I think this is a commandment to believe that Jesus is good, that God is good. John 14, 11, Believe me, Jesus says, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Believe these things. Look around you, he said. Look at the works themselves. I and the Father are one. This next one's a tough one. I feel like that one for us evangelicals is a little bit easier. <laughs> this next one. Take up your cross and follow me. Matthew 16, 24-25. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. One that we talked about right from the beginning, prayer. Jesus says in Luke 21, 36, But stay awake at all times, praying that you might have strength to escape all the things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. Pray always. These are commands. The Bible promises that when we live a life of obedience, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you can't do that on your own. The psalmist was, was clear on that. He said, give me a heart, fill me with a desire, bring about an understanding by the power of your Spirit, open my eyes so that I might see the wonder. Did you see all the things that were in Psalm 119 in there? Wow, they were beautiful. I hope you go back and read those. 
When I'm stressed, it said. When I'm stressed. You notice what it said when I'm stressed? It didn't say, Lord, when I'm stressed, give me a TV show that will make me forget about it. It didn't say, Lord, when I'm stressed, you know, make sure that I have the ice cream that I really love. These are just some things that I'm thinking about myself. Right? It said, no, when I am stressed, remind me of your ways, Lord. For it is in your commandments that I find my happiness. Obedience is the very best way to show that we believe. Following God's rule, His commandments, His instructions, His decrees, His path, that's not old. That's not lame. That's not restricting. It's life-giving. It's joy-giving. It's freedom-giving. And boy, I don't know about you, but I want joy. I want life. I want freedom. It's what we all seek. Jesus, we come before you tonight. We read these hard truths. That it is your law, your commands... Your ways that give freedom, that bring joy, that bring life. Lord, naturally, I don't want to do them. Naturally, I want to do my own thing. Because in doing my own thing, man, it quickly feels great. For a moment, it feels awesome, God. Ah, but I've lived long enough that I have to admit that when I do my own thing, it ends disastrously. It ends poorly. Oh, how quickly I forget, Lord, how my plans end. Oh, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you fill me? Oh, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you fill those watching? That we would, our eyes would be open to the wonders of your commandments. And that we would resist the lie that they're no good. That we would resist the lie that they're old and antiquated and not for me. And that by the power of your Holy Spirit, we would obey your laws. We would obey your commandments your decrees, and your precepts. Thank you, God. In we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loon mtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.